Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 13, Kshetra Kshetragna Vibhag Yoga, Yoga of knowing the difference between the field and its knower. So if I can define the field, whoever knows the field is the knower of the field. The knower is always very distinct from the field. So this chapter is giving us pointers how to navigate through Maya. We are in the, the last portion of Bhagavad Gita. So it is somewhat understood that we have learned what is the goal of life, what are the limitations, and what is it that not allowing me to achieve my ultimate goal. Ultimate goal in the end is to find happiness. We are all saying, I want to accomplish this, I want to achieve this. But so why do you want to do it? Because I want to be happy. So what is it that not allowing me to achieve that goal, or Sastra defined, that's Maya, the illusion. The mirage which is stopping me to get to the real water is called Maya. The Maya is not allowing me to identify with myself, it is making me identify with this limited body, mind, and intellect. So how to navigate this maya is the theme of the last six chapters of this Bhagavad Gita. Therefore, it is not as easy in the first two segments. First two segments were instruction. So it was somewhat we were sitting back and listening to a lecturer who was telling us what this subject is all about. So it was somewhat easier for now it tells you, if you want to engage into this pursuit of happiness, what you should be doing and how should you be navigating this illusion called Maya. So that's basically the theme of this chapter and therefore we sometimes find it very difficult to understand. So in the beginning, Arjuna asked the question, I want to know these things, Purusha and Prakriti, chapter 7 and chapter 8. We talked about Prakriti and Purusha. I said, I want to reiterate and understand why I should know and how that will help me. And I also want to know the Kshetra and Kshetragna, the field and its knower. So I also want to know what is knowledge and what is to be known. We obviously want to have knowledge. I want to know. But so what to be known is very important. Unless we know what we want to know, the information which will receive will be of no value. So therefore he said, I want to know what is to be known and how to know it. So Bhagavan picks up the, the Kshetra Kshetragna, the first topic. And so let's talk about what is the field and who is the knower. We have all along known my field of activities, my professional field, my social field, my relationships. 
That's the field of my activities. And so who is the knower? I am the knower. So we have a clear idea that this world is the field and I as this limited entity is the knower of this field of my activities. Very first verse when Bhagwan speaks changes this paradigm. He says, what you consider to be the knower is actually the part of the field. Idam sariram gaunteya idikshetram abhidhiyate Know that this body is the field. So this body which I consider to be me, now it is given out to the prakriti, the world, the field. One who knows the body is the knower of the field. This idam shariram, then he expands and said, that includes everything that I know. The five great elements, buddhi, ahankar, ten senses, in five types of sense objects, corresponding each sense. Now if you take all of this, there is nothing left in this universe, including my body, mind and intellect, which are not included in the field. So everything I have known so far, as I in the world, are now all in the world, all in the prakriti. And then he said, not only that, but the modifications of these 24 entities which we have described and Swamiji points out here these 24 entities are the very famous tattvas of Sankhya philosophy Sankhya enumerates these 24 is the basic elements of this world he said not only these 24 elements which you have described but the modifications what we feel Icha, Dvesa, Sukham, Dukham that we consider is my life actually I consider I to be the knower, this is my field of activities, I am the knower, and Icha, Dvesa, Sukham, Dukham is my life. I said, no, no, that's also part of the field. Everything you are experiencing is part of this Prakriti. The source of the Prakriti, as we have learned in Tattva both, is Maya. Maya creates this pluralistic world which does not exist but appears to exist. So it's the same entity which is manifesting as many, just as we have seen the example of ice, water and water vapor. Ice is solid, water is liquid, water vapor is gas. But in all these three different manifestations, the inherent ingredient, the entity which remains constant is H2O. It never changed. But it now appears to me through my senses completely different three entities and their characteristics are very different from each other. Ice is nothing to do with water vapor. One is hot, another is cold. But for a layman, there are three different things. For a scientist, it's a manifestation of the same as entity called H2O. So Bhagavan said that this world of Prakriti seems pluralistic, but there is unity of singularity. It's the manifestation of the same singularity. So this life which I live, Icha, Dvesha, likes, dislikes, Sukha, Dukha, they're all part of my body, Idam, Sariram, included in it. In Gujarati, there is a Kavita, right? Sukha dukha manamana aniye, ghata sathere ghadiya, talayate koina navadrale raghunathana jadiya. Sukha dukha, 
are associated with the ghatta, this body, this vessel which you are carrying. The vessel which is given to me to transact, Sukhandukha is already attached to it. So no matter how smart you are, how pious you are, how, how divine you are, as long as this body is there, that includes your mind and intellect, Sukhandukha, Ichandves are unavoidable. The only way you escape that, the escape hatch is non-attachment. As long as I consider this is to be me, all the problems of the body are mine. As long as I consider my mind is me, all the problems of the mind are mine. And as long as I consider this intellect is me, all the problems of my, all the shortcomings of my intellect. Neil, you're not so smart. Well, that's because whatever it is, that's the equipment I have. Your car is not running as fast as mine. This is the limitation of my car, not mine. So Bhagavan said, know that these are all to be filled. One who knows this field is the knower. So knower is distinctly different. One who is feeling the Sukhandukha is not the knower. One who is feeling Sukhandukha is part of the field. And because the field exists, the knower exists. Or other way around. As long as knower exists, the field exists. If I am not there, and there is a big riot in downtown Richmond, does that really affect me? Because I did not know and I was not there, the riots don't exist for me. So, as long as I associate with the field, become the knower of that field, then I associate with it and experience the Sukha and Dukkha, and everything that comes along with it. So the next few verses now define Kshetra Gna, the knower. So we define the Kshetra, Everything that I know so far today has fallen into Kshetra. Nothing has so far said this is me as the knower. Now the next few verses, before defining the Kshetragna, Bhagwan gave you the 20 qualities to recognize the Kshetragna. And we find it very difficult to swallow these qualities. Let's be very clear about that. None of us think that these are Easy, we'll start tomorrow and by 20th day we'll have 20 qualities. That's not going to happen. You know why? If I look at the road map, the road map doesn't look like it's leading to where I want to reach. That's not a right road map for me. So when I look at the road map and I find it so difficult to understand where the heck it is ending up, that means my destination goal is not defined yet. If I define my destination and if I find a map, I'll clearly recognize this is where I want to go. I want to go to New York. This map tells me, I take from here, exit to 95, go towards 95 north, go up to New Jersey Turnpike, take New Jersey Turnpike, and then because I have to go to Long Island, Varazona Bridge, Gothal Bridge, I recognize it because my goal, my final destination is very clear in my mind where I'm going. But somewhere in Timbuktu, somebody gives me the map and say, find out your road map, I don't know what to look for. That's because we are not mumukshu. The one who is mumukshu, one who has this desire to liberate oneself from these limitations of this body, mind and intellect, he finds this road map familiar. He finds it very useful. So 
when we see these qualities, we think they are either manifesting in some people naturally and some are not capable of developing. But Swamiji says that these are 20 prerequisites. Once you achieve these 20, then you will be able to get to your destination. So when I look at the road map and say, okay, I started from 295, then 95 north, one at a time. I can start from here and go to Varazana Bridge right away. I have to start here from Knuckles Road, then take 295, then take 95 north, then take New Jersey Turnpike, then Varazana Bridge, then I end up in New York. I have to take this as my road map. And one at a time, I have to see what progress I have made. The other way to look at it is the prerequisites are something which you have achieved through your identification with the self. I have achieved everything Bhagwan has described as Kshetra. Sukha, Dukha, Ichadvesha, all that I have very well achieved and therefore I recognize it very clearly. What I have now to understand when I identify with the divine, what will be the qualities I will manifest automatically. You don't have to try hard. This becomes your nature. So what will be the nature? The following verses will describe Amanitvam, Adambhitvam. We are all familiar with it. And we really value them. When we see in some others, we value them. It is something we have to figure out how we care. So, Amanitvam, humility. Swamiji used to say that as soon as you feel that you have the humility, you lost it. I have so much humility. Well, it shows that I am showing off, right? As soon as I feel I have humility, I lost it. This is something naturally occurs when you are identifying with yourself. So, humility, amanitvam, adambhitvam, not showing off. You know, it is completely reversed than what people teaches you, how to be successful. So, when I came to this country, I came from Africa, and there we had the British system. So, the architects can't advertise. We can't advertise, and that's against professional code of conduct. Your name outside the door, the letters should not be greater than two inches. But I come here, and the first thing people say, you need to start marketing yourself. Somebody is helping me to get some work because I was unemployed when I came here. And we were standing in a line at a city council at Houston. And I was obviously looking for work, job. So lady before me was a Hispanic lady. And they say, I want this building permit for this addition to my house. And the guy asked, do you have the plans drawn? Do you have the architect? The lady said, no. So my friend said, go, go, Neil. Give your card to him. She needs an architect. You need work. Go and tell her. And I said, well, I can tell her that I'm an architect. Somebody else has to tell her that I'm an architect. <laughs> well, that's what I thought, that I can myself boast that. He said, you're never going to make it in this country. So the first thing they teach you is Dambitvam. They told me that you need to act like you're the best architect ever walked on this planet. Then only you'll be successful. I, I can't do that. So Adambhitvam is not considered something which is going to get you to where you want to be. Happiness. Adambhitvam. Ahinsa, non-injury. Now most of us consider I'm a vegetarian. I'm also a very low-key person. So we think I'm a Ahinsak. But we do a lot of injury 
by our words and our thought. So ahimsa at all levels. When I think about somebody's negative, I have already committed ahimsa. So Bhagavan said ahimsa. For a person who is divine, he cannot think about bad for anything or anybody because this is all part of Bhagavan's Leela and how can I be ahimsak. Shantihi, forgiveness. Arjavam. See, we also feel that I forgive people. But that actually boosts my ego. You know? I am so nice that I forgive him. It should come naturally to you. Then only it is considered the quality of the knower. It's right away feel how great I am that I am doing all this thing. You know, other people cannot do that. Only I can forgive people. You know? Shanti, you know, it should be natural. You won't even recognize. When you do something naturally, you won't even recognize that you have done it. Sometimes you know, such a person, the hero, and the guy comes out on the TV and says, I don't consider myself a hero. I did it because that was my job. That something comes naturally to you. Arjavam. Uprightness, straightforwardness. Not to show off in a three in a way that we confuse people. Acharya Upasana. This looks like a self-promotion by all the teachers. Acharya Upasana. <laughs> Take care of your teacher. Whoever you are learning from. Acharya teacher. Not a guru, Acharya Upasana is his seva. His seva is to follow his principles, follow his teachings, spread his teaching. So continue his work is Acharya Upasana. Shaucham, purity. Nobody will argue about that purity. It is purity of your mind which is more important. Sthairyam, firmness. Firmness in a sense, for a while I think this is a good path. After a while, I said, no, no, let me change something else. So I first went to the arts and then decided the commerce is better. And then I think I went to medicine and then, no, 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 not medicine is not good. Firmness. This is my path. This is what, what I want to achieve. As I said, unless your goal is fixed, you will never recognize the roadmap. You will not be able to find something which you can achieve through that. So unless you have the firmness of what you want to achieve, there is no way you can achieve anything. Atma vinigraha, self-control. As Swami used to say, the freedom is not to do what you feel like doing is freedom. I feel like eating sweets, but I realized that's not good for me, and I refrain from doing it. That's the freedom. Indriyartheshu vairagyam. Indriyartha, sense objects. To vairagya, dispassion towards sense objects iPhone X. I already planned you know, that my I have an iPhone 6s. Uh, if I buy now, it will be iPhone 8. If I can do iPhone 10, I have never understood how people line up on the Apple store. It's phenomenal. It's something magical. They were showing on somewhere the line outside some store in China or some place. I don't know what magic is there in that. Very first phone I had, Apple 4, it worked exactly the same way as my current phone works. But I still want to upgrade it to the latest one. Indriyarte Suvairagyam. That dispassion, that Bhagavan said, is your identification of a divinity. Because you consider that these are the means, not the goals. We have associated our values with what we possess. So Bhagavan said, when you drop that, 
consider yourself that you are identified with the divine. On ahankar, not having self-pride, janma, mutyu, jara, vyadhi, dukha, dosha, anudarshanam. This is difficult concept to understand. Something we understand here, but not all of them. They consider all of them to be dosha. They are the not so nice things. Dosha. Dosha is like shortcomings. Something which is wrong with something. It's called dosha. Janma, mrityu, jara, vyadhi, dukkha, dosha, anudarshanam. Those who considered birth, death, jara, old age, vyadhi, diseases, they are the cause for giving you unhappiness. Janma, birthday, my goodness, that is the best. Or Medha, she has turned six. She is generally very shy. The day she realized she is going to turn six, she started telling everybody. Everybody she meets, whether she knows or not, I am going to be six tomorrow. People call from outside. Mina is talking to them. I want to talk. Tell I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him. But you don't know. And I want to talk to him. He will pick up the phone and say, "I'm going to be six tomorrow." <laughs> then they were saying, "Happy Diwali, Happy New Year." So you're sitting next to me and say, "They can also say Happy Birthday." <laughs> Something we consider really enhancing my life. Bhagavan said, consider it dosha, darshanam. That's something which is causing stain on yourself. Janma, mrityu, jara, vyadi, dukkha, dosha, anudarshanam. One who sees this as the stain on the pristine self, he is identifying with the divine. Asaktihi, anabhiswangaha, Putra dara gruha adishu. Another tough one. Asaktihi, non-attachment. We have real difficulty with a non-attachment part. You know. If I am not attached, how can I function? Abhiswangaha, non-identification. Another problem. If I can identify, this is my group, how can I function? This is my country, how can I function? And the third one is even more difficult. Putra dara gruha adishu. Everything we consider so dear. Putra, son, dar, wife, gruha, your home, adhisu, non-attachment. Now, because we take attachment and the word love all in the same sentence, that's what our problem is. Love is not attachment. Sri Sri Ravi Shankar says, your soul is made up of love. The ingredient which makes your soul is love. Love is identification, but not attachment. Attachment to my son will stop me from to let him make progress because I want to keep him with me. Attachment to Kauravas created the Mahabharata war. Dhritarashtra's blind attachment to his children created Mahabharata war. Otherwise, he was a very wise person, but just one shortcoming. The attachment to his children created the whole Mahabharata. So he says, Putra, Gruha, Dara, Adishu, non-attachment. He didn't say, don't love them. Don't do what you are supposed to do. But non-attachment. As a detached father, as a detached husband, you know this relationships are temporary. So if we consider that this is not the only life you have lived. Bhagavan said in second chapter 
Arjuna, you and I have lived many lives. I know them all, you don't. So there are so many putras, so many wives, you know, so many houses. Even in this life, there are so many houses. If I get attached to one, I can move on to the second. These are all temporary relationships. As long as we are there, we have to be honest about it and do it sincerely. As soon as we have to move out, you have to move away without any attachment. Because we know you have to get out of the relationship sooner or later. Putra, Dar, all will be. When you die, there is no relationship. Gatavati vaye, deha paaye, bharya bibyati tasmin kaaye. Bhagavan Shankaracharya says, Kate kanta kaste putraha sansaram ativa vichitraha. This world is very difficult to understand. What is your wife and what is your son? When you die, the person who is so dear to you, just few minutes before he dies, as soon as the person dies, bariya bibyati tasmin ka, your wife will be afraid of that body. You know, it's a dead body. So you say, what is that attachment about this? So it tells you that know the temporariness of these relationships, love them, but don't get attached to them. Do not identify with that relationship so hard that you will have difficulty identifying with your real self. Nityamcha samachittatvam ista anista upapattisho Always even-minded. Ista, which is good for me, anista, which is not good for me. Now, why do you constantly keep saying this? Because we know the life is not constant. Something which I thought is going good for me, know very well it's not going to last for a long time. Something else is coming up. If I have that evenness of mind that I can bear all the changes with even-mindedly, because this is the way... We do not complain about the weather changing outside because the seasons are changing. Because we know that the nature, that the cycle in nature. Our life, we don't accept that. Sukha, dukha, good, bad. He said that just like the weather. It has to continue to change. So you have to be samachittatvam. Nityam, always, not sometimes. Things are going good, I'm very good. Really, I have no attachment, you know. Things are going good. But things are going bad. If can you remain that unattached is the key. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramaya Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om